Hey everybody, we now have a date for our Kickstarter launch. Go ahead and mark your calendars for January 24th, 2016. 10 a.m. Arizona time. That's like 8 Eastern Standard or something. Anyway, the important thing is what you guys will be getting out of the project. Um, in addition to improved audio quality, video production, and the like, you can also steer the course of the show. Um, you can be on the show, you can recommend games, you get some pretty cool swag as well. So, again, remember, January 24th. To stay tuned for updates, follow us on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash cards and shit, or just search at cards and shit. In fact, on any of your favorite social media platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook, if you haven't liked us already, do that. And we're even on Periscope. So that's a thing. Anyway, January 24th. Stay tuned. It's me again. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of me talking before the show even starts. Real quick, we had an episode recorded. Um, we were playing Tiny Epic Galaxies by Gamelin Games. Um, and we got into the review portion of the show and we just didn't really talk enough about the game itself. We focused on a, on a very specific mechanic and didn't really touch on anything else for the game. So that review is going to come out um, hopefully next week. In the meantime, though, Dan, Adrian, and I, um, I believe it was actually before that that <laughs> Tiny Epic Galaxies review, that um, we just kind of talked a bit and shot the shoot and, and whatnot. Um, so I hope you like our little bit of chit chat and stay tuned for Tiny Epic Galaxies next Sunday. Cheers. Yes. I can appreciate what he does, but the problem is that voice. Like, yeah. that's not a voice you want in audio. It's just not. He's too nasally. You know? <laughs> I, I, when I'm doing it, the whatever it is that I'm doing, even on the, the Rain Man show, like, I, I definitely get nasally. Even right now, I'm nasally, but that's just because. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like three years of vocal training to not sing through my nose. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't I can't play. even not speak through my nose. Yeah. It's I don't speak through the nose really at all. It's a task. It was it was a hard thing to unlearn, and now I have control over it. I so mean, I could do it like this, and that would make a whole lot of sense. But then I, I think I learned to not do it when uh, when I played rugby in high school. My nose was broken, and then uh. my my septum was deviated for a while as a result. That'll do it. And I couldn't breathe through my nose at all, so I learned to talk only through my voice. Or only through my throat, rather. Which is probably why your voice is so deep. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had a deep voice. You ever get kind of sick and kind of like a throat cold, and then all of a sudden you sound like Barry Manilow? <laughs> <laughs> and then you try to do as much talking as you can without losing that? Funny story about that, actually. Once when I was like 13 or 14, I got that. Yeah? That happened to me. Um, but while I was sick... Um, I also went through a puberty stage, and my voice actually dropped. Nice. So, so you're a real black velvet, huh? No. So the, <laughs> the the level of my voice didn't change while I was sick, but then I was no longer sick, and my voice didn't go back to what I perceived as normal. It just stayed where it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a, there was a couple of weeks Your of... Your vocal cords thickened while you were sick, and it right. just... Yeah. And it was just kind of a, oh, okay, I guess this is the new me now. How often do your, did your voice crack? Very rarely. Yeah, yeah. Like twice really, a year, maybe. I never really had a problem with it. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm still at 23. You're what? 26. 26. You're 34. 34. And my voice, or not just my voice, puberty in general hit me like a freight train. I, I I was done with it in like three weeks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I need to clarify. I'm 26, but that's 
35 in Canadian years. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that conversion happen? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> now, the, um, we had a... Uh, Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Are, like, all Canadians half dog? Like, what's happening no, no, here? No, no, <clears throat> So... Okay. The winter solely killed them. <laughs> Fini- finish your thing. The, so, so, the reason why I was on the football team for so long in high school before I joined rugby is when I was a freshman in high school, I was 5'11 and 255 pounds. God damn! <laughs> Boy, I don't... How, how much did you weigh when you were born? I was 24 inches long and 12 pounds. Holy shit, dang. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the jo- doctors joked that my mom gave birth to a toddler. That's, that's, that's not entirely wrong. <laughs> which is impressive, since my mom, before she got pregnant with me, was five foot one and ninety nine pounds. Wow! And I was a natural birth. That's. I need to shake her hand. <laughs> right. Epidurals. No, we're doing it now. Yeah, she didn't have an epidural. Either. Doing it live. <laughs> in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. Worst so, storm Safford had had in a decade. Yeah. Lightning struck the hospital six hundred times that night. So Canadian years. <laughs> so okay. So Dan and I have actually talked about this before. So there was this thing that happened um, in the in the late '80s and into almost to the 2000s um, because of the way that media got exchanged between America and Canada. A lot went down, but well, no, a lot came up, mm-hmm. but not a lot went down. So it ended and on a delayed time scale. Okay. So I grew up with He-Man. And the Transformers. And this was what, in the 90s? This was in the, the mid-90s. So, I grew up on the same things that Dan grew up on. That's pretty cool. Ten and years after me. So ten years the, after him. That's where the time differential comes And in. And there's also, it, it, it is also a circumstance of, you know, my parents raising me the way that they did and having kind of slightly archaic values at that point in time. And so, you know, I, I make that joke, but it is... And then I had to catch up once the internet hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hence the joke that was also made in How I Met Your Mother, where uh, she co- talks about why uh, she was a pop star in the 90s, because the 80s didn't get to Canada until the 90s. Dude, oh, it's, that's right. It, it, that it is, makes a whole fuckload of sense now, huh? But, but then the internet happened, mm-hmm. and there was like... Ten years of catch-up. The delay stopped. The 90s happened in like two years. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we were all kind of on the same page again, and like... Actually, a really good example of that is none of my friends or me had MySpace. Uh huh. Would you have friends? We just here? We, nope. You we just skipped, skipped it right entirely. Just went straight to Facebook. That's probably for the best. MySpace it is. Was a nightmare. It is for the best. But God it, damn, I learned so much HTML though. But that's one of the best examples that I have because we were behind uh-huh. already. So at the time, we should have like gotten MySpace at basically the same time, but we were so far behind on everything that had happened up until that point. We had no idea. The funny thing with MySpace, the, the reason why you were lucky you skipped that, is about two years into MySpace, they added an option to have music play when people visit yes. your MySpace page. Oh my god. And Trying that, to find the jukebox player in a fit of frenzy. Because you didn't want to hear this awful heavy metal. That you didn't want to hear fucking... Uh, or Simple and Clean for the 500th time that day. Exactly. <laughs> or I get knocked down, get up again. Or fucking... Uh, what was the other one? Um... Fuck. Chumbawamba. That's tub something. That's the song you were just thinking Oh, it was? About. Okay. I had music. I'd I like to say I didn't do that, but I had music on mine. I had um, I Am Condemned from the Dracula musical. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Funny enough, though, I did learn HTML about it at the same time. 
Um, that was the first course that I ever taught was on HTML. There people was a, who didn't know how to do HTML so that your background was a solid image rather than tiled. So How many MySpace pages did I see with tiled backgrounds? Even centering. <laughs> like, they weren't even centered, they were tiled like starting yeah, yeah, yeah. up here. A line <laughs> equals center, it's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> Ali is going through, through learning HTML through her uh, role-playing sites. Yeah. So like she's she's all up in it. Like she's got text colors. She got her background. She's got her hovers. She has that's the way. That to reminds go. me. Yeah. Did I tell you I got sent the most brilliant idea for an RPG I've seen in a while. What's that? The game's called uh, um, Magicians. Okay. It's created by a guy who lives in Seoul. Okay. Okay. The game is themed like Harry Potter, but set in Korea. Right. Okay. So you're playing characters going to a magic school or magic North Korea. South. The game's South, probably. South Korea. The game's so much better. The game's conflict resolution and the game is designed as you play it to. You, you learn about Korean culture and Korean folklore because all the monsters and all the conflicts right, right, right. you run into are Korean stuff. That's kind of cool. What's really cool is the conflict mechanic system. The way you resolve conflict in the game is you need a phone app, and when you cast a spell, you're saying a sentence in Korean. And success is if your pronunciation is correct. Oh, that's so, amazing! So the game teaches you Korean as you play. As you level up, it raises the difficulty of the sentences you're learning. That's fantastic. Wow. <laughs> right. So I would it's love a, that in Spanish. It's an it's an RPG designed to teach. I mean, Korean. you could you could literally that any with any language. language. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that is fucking brilliant. Okay, so building on that, hey. what would be the coolest folklore to build off of? Korean's pretty good. Korean's good. Japanese is good. Chinese uh -huh. would be good. And those two, he's actually already commissioned. Um, when he did the Kickstarter, he got enough in the uh, Kickstarter stretch goals to do a version of the game for Japanese and a version of the game for Chinese. Oh, nice. So. I mean, well, the, the thing with, with picking the right folklore, folklore is also picking the right era yeah. for the folklore. Yeah. Because mm. if you go into Japan or go into really any Asian country, if you pick the wrong time frame, the folklore is going to be dumb. Yeah. You know, like, or Greece is a really good example. If you get into the Olympian stuff, then it can get kind of interesting, but it's all the stuff tied to it that's actually the interesting part. Whereas, like, now it's like, oh, it's just, it's, they're all Christian and Catholic now. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I was saying that India. There, there wouldn't be much Ooh. wouldn't be much use for learning the language really, and as a native speaker of it, I, I, that's really sad. Latin. But but uh, yes, I'm a native speaker of Latin. I mean, there's a <laughs> no, couple uh, uses. Uh, Irish Gaelic. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of good folklore you could use from, yes. from, from there's from, a ton from there. The problem is, is what are you going to do when you learn Gaelic? Our Druid. <laughs> Our I barely use it, and I'm a native speaker. A lot of a lot Druids of the Druidic. Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, well, that with the Fey. Well, and again, depending on the time frame, because if you go pre-Druidic, mm -hmm. when you're getting into the old wandering pagans, you get into a lot of sun worship, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. Uh, that stuff's crazy. Well, what also would be cool would be to base, uh, base the game around a lot of Zoroastrian mythology and then teach uh, Persian mm -hmm. through the language. That would be really cool. Because there's a lot of folklore when you start getting into the uh, the pre-modern, you could still use Islamic folklore, but the pre-modern Islam. So basically, Ottoman Islam and earlier. If we brought it to pre-colonial America, the different Indian tribes, Native That'd American cool. tribes, interesting. would be really, really cool. Again, the problem there is what are you going to do with that language once you speak it? Right. Fair. <laughs> fair. Fair. Hebrew would be funny. Cherokee. I mean, people, so, there's still a lot of people that speak Cherokee. Especially here. That's, that's probably one of the few that are still remaining. Yeah. Is Cherokee. Um, yeah, actually, the Mohawks do. If you if you're worried about about offending um, Muslims with the uh, Muslim folklore, instead what you could go with is you could use Arabic 
but since it's also spoken in that country now, use Egyptian mythology mm-hmm. for your background. Since in Egypt they speak Arabic, yeah. they speak a version of Arabic called Egyptian Arabic. But yeah, that would be really cool. Arabic's a rough language to learn, though. A lot, of, a lot of but no, stuff. He sent me that game. I was like, "This, th- that's a fucking brilliant a idea." Ah. Yeah, yeah. It's very Wait, so you got a copy of it? Yeah, I have a copy oh, of it. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'll show it to you sometime if you want. It's PDF. Yeah, yeah. It's. I was like, "That's fucking. That's a really clever way to teach a language." Yeah. Like, it's because gamers, you know, they'll actually want to play. Well, it's gamification of the world. I mean, there's and been PhD theses. Yeah, gamification's a big theses. Thesis. And one of the big things I can tell you, having learned to speak several languages, one of the, the, the hardest hump to get people over when they want to learn a language is getting them getting over what I call the interest hump. Because the thing that will stop you from learning a language is not being interested in learning a language. You have to want to learn a language to learn it. Um, by making it part of a game, wanting to succeed in the game makes you really try to master pronunciation. Right? And this is why <laughs> mandatory language requirements in school are a bad idea. Yes, because they don't actually... <clears throat> they also don't start them early enough in America. It doesn't matter how early you start it. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> Take it from me, Dan. I really wish that I would have learned sign language. It's actually one of the Easier, easier languages. It's to also learn. So the, the the language that I would have had the most use for. Sure. I mean, it, I it's it is one of the. I mean, ASL in general is spoken oh. in so many countries. So yeah. here's the fun thing about ASL being spoken. It was uh, something that happened to do either in like pre civil rights era where there was ASL taught, and then there was also B-A-S-L, Black American Sign Language. Yeah. Because there was a divide happening where there were just segregations wait, 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 happening. Wait, 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 You're trying to tell me that somewhere in American history there was a divide between white and black? I know. I know, right? Especially with us now and those current issues that we're having. But you, you could learn sign language pretty fast. I want to. So, for example, like, yeah, this is another one of Dan's famous language lessons. Yeah, here we go. We'll do a little bit of <laughs> of sign language alphabet for you. A, right. B, C, C, D, You already know it. E, and then I. So let's see if you there. can. So so I'll walk you through them. So it's A, A B, B C, D, D e, e, F, F. E is like this. Oh, Put your thumb in. This is E. There you go. F, G, H, I, J, K. And then that's R. No. No? R is that. What's the down one? That's Q. Q. So K. L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Z is like got to be the biggest cop out. And like J, J. Well, and J, yeah, but like with J, you're doing it with a flourish with the pinky. With the Z, you're just pointing, just zigzag. I mean, there's a lot of that in ASL. Well, right. So here's here's the cool thing about sign. I never learned it, not even the alphabet. But um, the cool thing about ASL is that you're engaging a completely different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's muscle memory. More it, than it is muscle memory more than memorization. Um, and so it is 
so it is basically the easiest language to learn if you speak the language that it is based upon. I always feel, because I worked five years in retail, and the amount of times that, that sign language would have come up with and helped me out would have been awesome. Yeah. It was just absolutely staggering. And the amount of times that Spanish came up even here, yeah. But, like, I feel really guilty not being able to sign to somebody as opposed to not being able to speak Spanish to somebody. Right. Sign language is one of those things that I, I honestly think should just be taught. Because it's not, that one's not hard to learn. It's not, there's no pronunciation tricks. It's just learning the muscle gestures. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a fun sentence for you. Do it. All right, ready? Oh, God. What is it? Is it sign language or is it sign language. Asian? Sign language. All right. Okay. So, you, you. Follow along now. Oh, I'm following along. Okay, me. Follow the bouncing ball. Me. Pull heartstrings. Bounce ball. Okay, so put that all together. Me. All right. Always knew that was true of you. What did you tell me to do? I liked. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Another fun one to do is. Uh, I mean, it could. I'm not doing it again. I, I'm not going to do that to you. I'll just do it to you. It's, it's, it's this. You. That way, swing like to funnel men's genitals. No. You. Die in fire. fire. Wait, so <laughs> does die that? Die is this. That okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, fifteen minutes.